0: Hey there, everybody. It's your old friend Josh. And for this week's SYSK Selects, I've chosen the episode on yo-yos, which is great. It's like a trip around the world on the end of a string that draws you right back home at the end, which makes it great. So please enjoy.
1: Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com.
0: Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. There's Charles W. Chuck Bryant. That's me. Same as ever. Scratching the old back. Yeah, just got a little itch there. You ever use one of those little dealies, the little creepy hand, the little monkey paw on the end of the stick? I have before. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I don't like to do that. It hurts. Oh, yeah? I guess you could call it. It's a painful sensation.
1: I get up against the wall sometimes and do the... Uh,
0: The blue, the bear That I'll do sometimes, too. Oh, yeah. But it's weird. Like, I I only have um, back hitches in about the same place, and that would be on my left shoulder blade on the uh, western side of it, depending on which direction I'm facing.
1: (laughs) Curiously, this is going to be the most interesting part of this show. (laughs) That is not true, Chuck, man. So,
0: uh, Chuck. Yes. This is going to be a great one. Okay. I have a feeling this is going to be one of those ones where it's like, wow, that turned out to be really good. It's yeah. physics-heavy out the yin Yeah, everyone loves that. But the fact is, when we finish this, you're going to know how Yo-Yo works. This is probably the most truly titled, truest titled episode we've ever done. You think? Yep. I don't know. All right, well, we'll find out. I think it should be called Physics Through the Eye of a Yo-Yo. So, listen. Have you ever seen the movie Harlem Nights? Uh... Parts. Dude, that is, go back and watch it again. Like, watch the whole thing. Oh, you're crazy. It's one of the best movies ever. Eddie Murphy, Red Fox, Richard Pryor. Great cast. And like everybody else in it, too. I think Bernie Mac's in there. Awesome cast. Terrible script. I don't think the script was terrible. I thought it was great. Um, There's one thing about that movie that bugged me to no end. It's set in like the 20s, right? Yeah. And throughout the movie, Eddie Murphy uses the word yo. Yo is obviously a modern term. And it just sticks out like a sore thumb every time he does. It drives me crazy. Like, it drives me crazy that he did. It It drives Uh me crazy that the director wasn't like, you can't say Yo. This is like 1920s New York. Yo wasn't around. I don't know that they were going for uh, historical accuracy in that one. They were wearing spats. Yeah, well. So, um, Jerry liked that one. So, uh, I went back and did a little digging, Chuck. And it turns out that Yo was, in fact, around in the 1920s. But Eddie Murphy was still wrong for using it in that capacity. Okay. Okay, so um, Yo goes back at least to like the 15th century as like a hunting cry, right? When somebody was like, somebody else might go, Yo, and you go chase a fox. Um, That was kind of the first wave of Yo. Um, As far back as 1859, we know that there were sailors that were using it. Yo, ho, ho. Yo-ho-ho, ho, or also um, it was a a, a, a response for a roll call, like yo. Like if somebody right. called your name, you would say yo. A key. It wasn't until after World War II, though, that the modern incarnation comes. And it came out of the uh, Italian quarters of Philadelphia. Of course think. it did. So that's where they think yo came from after World War II. Hence, Eddie Murphy was wrong in using yo, especially frequently, in the movie Harlem Nights. So I did all that research, or I could have just looked into Google Translate from English to uh, Filipino or mm-hmm. vice versa okay, and find that it just means come. Yeah, but I don't think that's what it means here, does it? It does now. Okay. So the word yo-yo, as it stands, right. means come, come or come back. Yeah, that makes sense. Did you know that? I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You want to talk a little bit about the history of yo-yos? Did you know before reading this fantastic article that uh, yo-yos originated, as we understand them now, originated in the Philippines in the 1920s? Uh,
1: I didn't know that. I did know that it was around for a long time before that, though, in you know other forms. Just or
0: well, pretty much the same form. There were like two forms of yo-yos in history. Yeah. And one came out of the new one came out of the Philippines. The That's other right. one, yeah, it was pretty old.
1: Well, ancient Chinese or at least ancient Greeks, right? More than twenty five hundred years ago. But uh, they think the Chinese had something similar to that.
0: Yeah, I'm starting to strongly suspect that the Chinese are the origin of human the, civilization. What do you think? Yeah, they came up with beer. Yeah. Well, they came up with beer. <laughs> there you have it. They win right there. Uh, and it is the oldest toy on the planet, except for the doll. Dolly, I thought that was pretty interesting, too. Yeah, yeah, of course. Although, I wonder if they're kind of diminishing any kind of ancient rituals or rites by saying, like, look at this cute doll, when really it's you know, some sort of fetish.
1: Mm, I don't know, you never know. So, it's been around a long time. Uh, they've designed it in different ways over the years. Uh, the original design was uh, had the, the string tied tight to the uh, the little axis there. We'll call it the Greek design. The Greek design? No, we'll call it the Chinese design. Or the European design. Well, not design, but it was popular in Europe. Yeah. And uh, that obviously, if, if you ever used an old yo yo like that or redesign yours to where it's tied around the axle, it'll pop up. You know, as soon as you throw it down, it'll pop back up. Yeah. Because it's tied to the axle. Exactly. Makes a lot of Exactly.
0: Right. Um, and you said it was popular in Europe. There were other words for it, other names for the yo yo before it was a yo yo. That's right. There was uh, the uh Migrette, the Bandalore. The Bandalore was British, I believe. The Quiz. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't get a country of origin for that. Uh, but it was very popular in Europe. There's a painting of, uh, I think, Louis Eighteenth. Is he the boy king? Uh, I don't know. Whichever Louis was the boy king of him holding like a yo-yo. Oh, yeah? Like a royal painting of him with a yo-yo. Or uh, the, uh, what was the little hoop on and a stick? I think that's what it was called. <laughs> that was an awesome game. The hoop on a stick.
1: <laughs> Woohoo!
0: Uh, and then, um, <laughs> I don't think you can compare the yo-yo to the hoop on a stick.
1: No, I'm not comparing it. I'm just saying I just never got that toy.
0: Oh, oh okay. Well, here's another one for you. Napoleon was well known for carrying and using a yo-yo, apparently for stress relief. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It didn't work too well. He was a stressed out dude. Yeah. Needed the yo-yo, but uh, as as you said, that that's the the European favored or Chinese design, where like the strings tied really tight to the axle, and it just basically goes up and down. Yeah, right. So the Filipino design uh, led to the modern yo-yo as we understand it now, and the huge distinction is that the the string is just looped around the axle kind of loosely. Yeah, which has the added benefit of allowing the uh, yo-yo itself to spin. Once it reaches the end of the string, yeah, yeah. sleep that's what the that's why people yo yo
1: I think yeah, it's all about the tricks. I mean it's sort of fun for a minute just to go up and down, but it's really all about the tricks
0: right it's just a stress reliever if it just goes up and down, did you yo yo when you were a kid uh yeah, here or there,, yeah. but even as a kid, like I could sense that like these these new modern ones that we'll talk about with like ball bearings and clutches, they just seem like cheating I
1: agree, let's not even talk about them. <laughs> It's not even a real yo yo. So, Chuck, you want to talk about a little, a little bit about physics? Well, let's finish the history first, shall we? Oh, okay. Well, I have plenty of that. Uh, it was uh, originally in the Philippines, they think it was a hunting weapon for like 400 years. huh. So, but not like a little tiny yo yo. They were really big, and it was basically a big spindle attached to a rope with like spikes coming off of it.
0: They were like the size of a Yugo.
1: Yeah, and I guess the, the just the benefit there is that you could get it back. After you threw it at somebody,
0: right, the string was almost just useless though well, like you just throw it and run after it, oh really, <laughs> okay,
1: it was actually heavy rope, and they used it for uh hunting too, right, well, at
0: some point, down and in the line war. well, yeah, you would think anything sure. used in hunting you know does double duty in war. I exactly think. anything you're trying to kill, yeah um the the at some point though they became smaller and became toys. And uh, in the 20s, uh, a Filipino Im- immigrant to the U.S. named Pedro Flores um, started a company, the first modern yo-yo company in the United States, and did pretty well for himself. Uh, and then in 1929, he sold out to a man named Duncan, right? Donald Duncan? Yes,
1: okay. Donald Duncan. And, or uh, Duncan. Or Duncan. Or <laughs> Duncan. <'cause it's laughs> properly. And, uh, you know, Flores was in Santa Barbara, and like you said, was selling these things like hotcakes enough that Duncan said, hey, let me buy that. Hmm? Uh, I'm going to keep the name yo-yo cause it's catchy. Yeah. I'm going to trademark it and now I own it. And, uh, through the years he had competitors that made similar devices with different names and they were like, dude, everyone's calling this thing a yo-yo. Right. We want to be able to call it a yo-yo too. And he said, no, no, I own it. Then the federal courts in 1965 says, you know what? That's generic enough now where you don't own it any longer. Right, they're all yo-yos.
0: Well, what, those legal challenges to their trademark, the name Yo-Yo, um, was one of the things that bled the company dry. It eventually went bankrupt. Duncan, the Duncan Company, went bankrupt. Yeah, but, the same year they ruled. Yeah, against them. They were like, "Well, that's it for us." But they also had other money troubles. They it was they were actually victims of their own success. The Duncan Company was so they moved um, in the '40s to Luck, Wisconsin, which very quickly became known as the Yo-Yo Capital of the World. And at their peak, they were making um, 3,600 yo-yos an hour. Wow. Mostly out of wood at first, maple. They were using a million board feet of maple wood every year. Yeah? That's a lot. And they actually, in addition to their legal challenges, like the the money going to fight their legal battles, um, they were paying tons of money in overtime, too, advertising. Um, and as a matter of fact, I think in 1962, Chuck, uh uh-huh. They managed to sell 45 million yo-yos, and in that same year, there were only 40 million kids in the U.S. Wow. That's pretty astounding. A chicken in every
1: pot and a yo-yo in every exactly. other hand, at right.
0: least. Yeah. Sure.
1: Well, unless, I guess some kids were yo-yoing with both hands. They're
0: up. rich kids. Yeah. Um, but uh, like I said, they, they, the company ended up going bankrupt anyway, but yo-yo enthusiasts still look very fondly on the Duncan name, and- um, I think June sixth. Yes, June sixth is National Yo-Yo Day, which happens to be the same day as Donald Duncan's birthday.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and the Duncan name lives on. Obviously, you still see Duncan yo-yos. They uh they sold out. They didn't just shut down.
0: Well, they went bankrupt and sold out, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: So, uh, who was it? The Flam Flambeau Plastics Company. Yeah. They said we'll keep the name Duncan because it's
0: synonymous with yo-yos. Yeah, it's not generic yet. No. there's a little yo-yo history for you. Yeah. I got a little more I'm going to save to the end. I think you'll like. Okay. I'm going to tease you with it. Now let's talk about physics. Well, I think this is very interesting. Good. (laughs) So there's two... Okay, you mentioned with the string tied to the classic Chinese design Mm yo-yo, you have one kind of um, energy going on, right? Yes. And that is uh, linear momentum, the ability of it to go up and down, or I should say down and up, right? That's right. With the Filipino design, the modern design, it has two kinds of potential energy. It has that same linear momentum to go up and down, but it also has angular momentum. And angular momentum is um, its ability to spin on an axle. Yeah. Okay, so you've got two things going on, and like you said, when the uh, yo-yo hits the end of the line of its linear momentum, mm-hmm. it can still, it's built up, since it's wound around the spool, Yeah, it's built up a lot of angular momentum, so it can just sit there and spin or sleep, as you called it. Yeah, it actually
1: increases as it goes down, which is the key to keeping it spinning. Right. It gets faster as it falls.
0: There's another pretty cool trait to a yo-yo. Who knew they were so complex? I didn't. Did you? I did not. Okay, so um, they also have gyroscopic stability, Chuck. They do. Okay, so if you, if you have a yo-yo that's sleeping and you push down on top of it, like it goes down and then back up. Right. That's because of its gyroscopic stability. That point that you push down on the yo-yo uh-huh. is transferred from the front and spun around to the back so that's evened out, so the yo-yo will just keep spinning as long as it's spinning fast enough. Gyroscopic stability.
1: Yes, that means uh, a spinning obje- uh, object will resist change to its axis of rotation, and if you've ever thrown a football, it's the same thing. Yeah. Or if you've ever thrown a football poorly, <laughs> what do they call that? A wobbler, a turkey. W- wounded duck. Brick. That's why a wounded duck doesn't go very far, because it doesn't have that tight spin. Yeah. So it falls off its axis and won't travel as far. Exactly. Same as a frisbee. And
0: then the whole team's mad at you. you know? Basically anything
1: that spins. Yeah. Frisbees, footballs. There's, there's got to be a baseball. Uh, we could liken it to a baseball somehow.
0: Let's say a curveball, knuckleball, slider.
1: No, definitely not a knuckleball Slider it doesn't spin at all.
0: Really? Yeah, is it like the, a shot put?
1: No, a knuckleball, you, it, the whole key is st- it doesn't move. It travels like this, and that's why it moves all around. Crazy.
0: Isn't that nutty? Yeah. Um, so you've got, your, you've got your yo-yo sleeping. You're, you're totally aware of its gyroscopic stability. Um, And you understand that its angular momentum is just awesome. It's far out, right? It's far out. But you want to wake it up, and that's when you bring it out of its sleep and rewind it back up the spool, right? little tug on the old finger. Yeah, and the reason why is because the loop, right, there's less friction with the loop around the axle. Yeah. When you tug it, you increase that friction, and you allow it to rewind.
1: It just grabs a hold of its buddy and... Just let 's go back up to the palm,
0: yeah it's pretty cool, yeah, I like yo yo physics a lot <laughs> so we basically just talked about the two hardest parts, right, sleeping and waking,
1: yeah, and like I said, sleeping is the key to do any kind of trick, like walking the dog, yeah, which uh, I was pretty good. at. I used to could do a few yo yo tricks, really, yeah, I could walk the dog and I could do uh I could do the deal where you you make a triangle. The and then tick tock through the triangle something like a cradle
0: or probably the cat's in the cradle
1: Let's call it a cat's cradle, and then i could I could uh do the around the world Wow, around the world: trip. yeah, I couldn't do any of those: I'm gonna, i this inspired me to get a new yo-yo by the way.
0: I like the vintage duncan ones, specifically the yellow ones with the butterfly, like the golds the gold butterfly the inverted ones no it or it just the one butterfly on the cable. Oh, okay because they had those
1: that were that looked like a butterfly that were I know what you're talking about inverted and I think that actually plays a part in the uh uh increasing the moment of inertia section. Yeah, did, I think that's why they flipped it out to put more weight
0: on the outside. Yeah, okay, well, you want to talk about that? Why not? So do you remember when we uh did the um Murphy's Law podcast? How could I forget? Remember one of the books that he wrote was for your moments of inertia? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize it was a terrible, terrible engineering pun until (laughs) I read this article. Yeah. Kind of made me hate John Paul Stapp a little bit. Nah, we love that guy. So, Chuck, a moment of inertia is basically uh, a way of describing a spinning object's resistance to changes in that rotation, basically um, being slowed down. Yeah. Right? Um, And what what smarter people than us have figured out is that if you increase the mass... Mm -hmm. And distribute it slightly further away from the axis, you're going to increase its moment of inertia. Right. And that increases the amount of time it's just sleeping, right? Yeah, and like I said, I don't know
1: this, but I just remember when I was a kid, they had those inverted yo-yos, and I I bet you anything that's why they did that. It's got to be. Because they were wider at the outside and then curved in, which had to be less mass. Yeah. It was less stuff, less wood. So I'm going to go on record as saying that's why they did that.
0: But I think you want more mass further away. Yeah. To increase its moment of inertia, right?
1: Yeah. So it was there was
0: more mass on the outside, okay. further away from the axis. Right. Yeah. So that allows things to sleep a lot longer, and um, that was a I guess you could say one of the breakthroughs in yo-yo design. I think in the 60s they started adding mass to the outside and um, extending the axle a little bit. Bam. The yo-yo's been improved. Think about this, right? 2,500, maybe even longer than that, years ago, Yeah, somebody invented the yo-yo. Does not change until the Philippines in the early 20th century. Well, I thought it said it did change. We just don't
1: know. It said there were changes in design over the years. No?
0: Not that I took. I took it like there was one way, and then there was the Filipino way, and that was it. We got a correction to make then. And then the 20th century hits, and then there's all these great improvements on these designs. Indeed. One of the improvements, Chuck, was adding ball bearings, right? Yeah. So you and I don't think these are
1: improvements, or at least I don't.
0: Okay. That's absolutely true. That's a good caveat. I I think that the Filipinos perfected the yo-yo. Let's just call them modifications. Okay.
1: For sorry kids who don't know how to yo-yo. Rich kids. Yeah. That makes it easier, I think. Yeah. Isn't that the whole point of both of these things?
0: Well, yeah, I guess it makes the, it easier I to guess, sleep and yeah. And yeah. I, I guess they're like, well, if you're just enjoying sleeping and waking your yo-yo, then why make it tough? If you want to have fun with your toy, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can't believe they made it easier for kids to have fun. How dare they?
0: So the ball bearing design, I think, is kind of clever. Um, basically, the this modification takes the axle and splits it in two. Yeah into two races, which are basically little courses for ball bearings to spin around, right? Now, does that split the axle? These are just around the axle. So one is connected to the axle. Right. That's the inner race. Mm -hmm. One is connected to the string. That's the outer race. And then in between the two are ball bearings. Right. Okay? They're not connected in any way. Um, except maybe via the contact with the ball bearings, right? So when you when you release your yo-yo toward the ground and its linear and angular momentum really build up, mm-hmm. when it hits, the inner race can tilt a little bit and um, connect with the outer race via the ball bearings. So they're they're spinning, right? Right, and then as they straighten out, the um the, they're they're not connected anymore, so that the string. No longer has any effect on whether the yo yo spins or not because it's just the inner race connected to the axle that's spinning. So your yo yo can sleep far, far longer.
1: Yeah, the outer race spins the inner race, which spins the axle.
0: Right, it's like a transfer of angular momentum. Exactly. And then the string's just like, you just let me know when you're done and we'll wind back up. Well, it'll give a little tug, will do the same thing with that style, right? Right. Okay. Or you can just completely take yourself out of the equation altogether except for a snap of the wrist. The initial release is all you need to do with what's called the yo-yo with the brain. These are really fake yo-yos. Yeah. I want to get one, though. It's kind of cool. Like You could be in a vegetative state and do this yo-yo.
1: Yeah, this was in the 90s. Uh, A company called Yomega released these, and uh, they called it the yo-yo with the brain when, in fact, they should have called it the yo-yo with the clutch. And uh, the deal here is you've got these two clutch arms, uh, weighted ball on one side, and it's not attached on the other side, and they're spring-loaded. The uh, spindle is not attached to the axle, but the clutch arms are attached to the spindle. So when you throw this thing down, it's going to spin slower at first, and the the clutch is engaged. Mm -hmm. As it gets faster, all of a sudden, it's enough inertia to... Pop the clutch, essentially, against the edges, and it releases the spindle, which makes the whole thing spin faster on the axis.
0: Right. The centrifugal force um, pushes down the weight, which pushes down the arm, onto the spring, which releases the two, which allows it to spin.
1: And it only spins for a certain amount of time. It's not like the kind that you tug back up it'll spin till it slows down mm-hmm. and then the clutch locks
0: back down and boom it shoots back up right back up i want to i want to i wish we had one of those i want to see what it's like so basically the big the two modifications are based on separating the string from the axle yeah by by creating two different kinds of i guess axles or spindles or whatever
1: which are really just sort of taking the philippine uh filipino design a step further cuz Although it made contact with the axle, it wasn't, quote, connected to the axle. Yeah. Or I guess it was, but it wasn't tight.
0: Right. And a guy named Michael Caffrey is the one who um, came up with the yo-yo with the brain. And Yomega started selling him in 1990, but he came up with it in 1980, two years after a man named Tom Kuhn created the no-jive 3-in-1 yo-yo that you could take apart and replace the axle and do all sorts of modifications with. Oh, really? Big, big time for uh, changes in yo-yo design. So did he rip this dude off? Is that what you're saying? No. Oh, okay. No, I'm just saying like the two, these two big steps in, um, oh, in I thought yo-yo design. The way he said
1: two years after was sinister. <laughs>
0: right. Well, you're a
1: very suspicious person. I am when it comes to <laughs> yo-yo design. <laughs>
0: Chuck, that's pretty much the physics of yo-yos. Did you know that? We just explained how yo-yos work. You know, I I looked online at
1: videos and stuff to make it a little easier because this is a very uh, visual thing, and they they do have videos. But what I found out is that a lot of teachers, physics teachers, use yo-yos to Mm -hmm. describe these, whatever, four to six properties that we described.
0: I have to tell you, I understand angular momentum far better now. I
1: understand, and although it went through the yo-yos, through the football, I understand the uh, moment of
0: inertia. Okay. Oh, wait. was that moment of inertia? No, that's angular momentum. Angular momentum. Spinning on an axis? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you were talking about the gyroscopic stability. Gy- yeah, that's there you go. That's what it was. Yes. See, I get confused. I do too, Chuck. It's physics, man. Don't feel bad. Um, you want to know a couple more pieces of yo-yo trivia? Yeah, let's hear it. In 1968, one Abby Hoffman of the Chicago 7. Yeah. Uh, was um, indicted, uh, or no, charged with contempt of Congress when he um, started doing the walk the dog uh, during a House Un-American Activities Committee session that was investigating him. So he
1: was like, I'm just so over this, I'm going to yo-yo?
0: Well, apparently, the way I read it is that he was trying to entertain, lighten everything up. It's like, here, watch me yo-yo. And (laughs) he was walking the dog and the... uh, Who X said, "Mm, no, not fun. So that's how yo-yos are connected to McCarthyism. If you ever take an S-Y-S-K quiz and that comes up. Plus yo-yos were huge back then. Totally. That was like the heyday, I think. It was the 60s. Yeah. Um, Nixon, have you seen Nixon try to yo-yo? No. Man, if you don't like Nixon, this'll just make you hate him even more. The the night that they opened the Grand Ole Opry and I think sometime in 1974. Uh-huh. Um, what's the main guy? Like the whole cast of he-ha's behind Nixon and then the main Roy Acuff. Yeah. He presents Nixon with a yo-yo and, like, has to put it on Nixon's finger, and Nixon looks like, what's going on, you know? Right. and um And then he tries to do it once, and it just kind of, like, flops down and makes, like, a sad trombone noise. Wow. And he just has this sullen, like, look on his face, like, I don't like yo-yos. Right. He looks kind of like you did at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, me and Nick, Tricky Dick. <laughs> yeah. Who knew? Um, and then they took a yo-yo in space, Chuck. Yeah, I saw that, and it... Tss- still worked it did work they found that like letting it drop did nothing because they were testing it in microgravity but right. if you throw it um it will it will go slowly you but can it will do still it. Spin? you can do it slowly but it will still spin um and it moves kind of um just kind of gracefully along the uh, string like in just midair horizontally right. and um but it'll never sleep well thank god nasa did that yeah, back in 1985. <laughs> Those are all the videos you see, though. They do much more than that. That was back when NASA was like, we have so much money, we don't know what to do with <laughs> right, it. exactly. Let's launch something, and let's say the Toys in Space Project. Right. And they did. Now, this was just for yo-yos. That was the only thing they did on that flight. <laughs> well, no, the Toys in Space Project in company, uh, encompassed uh, 60 shuttle missions, okay. one for each toy that they tested out. <laughs> wow. Well, Jack's was one of the best ones. <laughs> I bet. The bolo paddle? Yeah. So that's uh, that's yo-yos. Frankly, I'm pretty happy with this one.
1: I thought you were going to lead in with
0: something on yo-yo ma, for some no, reason. No, man. Try to look up yo-yos in the news and not get yo-yo ma. Jeez, can't do it. Stupid. I, I searched uh, yo-yo minus ma minus ni <laughs> minus gaba <laughs> to finally get some stuff on. Oh yo gaba gaba. Sure. Yeah. Oh, what was the other one? Yo mama. Uh, Niyo. Yo MTV Raps. That came up too. Did it? Yeah, I stopped searching before I minused MTV too. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I didn't I, know you could minus. I was in a, ju- yeah, and it'll, it'll root out all the search, all, this, all the results that have that really? in it. So you just put the minus sign? Minus and then the next letter, no space. Had no idea. And you can do a bunch of different ones. No commas, no nothing, just like minus GABA, minus yo. Really? Minus ma, minus knee. You literally just improved my uh, life. Oh, well, good.
1: Or, or my research at for like abilities. the eighth
0: time today. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. All right. Yo-yos. Yo-yo. I was in a jewelry store once, and Neo came in. It seemed nice. Who's Neo? He's this rapper. He's from Atlanta. Oh, yeah, I thought you were talking about the Matrix. No, that's I was like uh, his real name's Keanu Reeves. Neo. This is Neo. Oh. Yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah, him. Well, if you want to learn more about yo-yos, including some really top-notch illustrations, this is one of those ones that you will see why we have staff illustrators here I at HowStuffWorks.com. these out, actually. In color, no less. That's all. You want to type in yo-yo at the, in the handy search bar at HowStuffWorks.com. That'll bring up that really cool article. Um, and I said handy search bar, so now it's time for Chuck to Shine with another edition of Listener Mail. Uh, Josh, this is uh, uh,
1: one of our oldest, and not by age, but one of our most loyal fans, Anna Spies. Mm
0: -hmm. She
1: has a band, and they put uh, together—well, let me just read it. This is coming out shortly after Christmas, and she said it was still great to read this. Uh, Hi, guys, and Jerry. uh, Since we're firmly in the festive, greedy little grip of the holiday season, I was wondering if you could give a shout-out to a project I'm involved in, or my band is, at least— a charity album to raise funds for the continued fallout from the Japanese earthquake and nuclear disaster. In the light of everything that's happened since, I know it's been put on the back burner of most people's uh, charitable contributions, which is why we were thrilled and honored to do our part to re-raise awareness when the label releasing this compilation approached us to contribute a track. So, you know, she's right. You you hear about these tragedies that happen, and then six months later, you kind of forget about it.
0: It's the curse of the news cycle.
1: Exactly, but luckily there's a lot of people that uh, my friend Dave is one of them that's still working like on the tsunami from five or six years ago. Oh, that's great. So continued help is always needed. Uh, There's a CD. It's going to be out in mid-December. So by by the time this comes out, it'll already be out. Uh, You can stream the entire album, which is 37 tracks by 37 artists on the website morehopeforjapan.com. And her band, uh, New Century Classics, wrote and recorded a brand new song just for this compilation, and she's quite proud of it. And I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but I'm gonna. And she says there's a lot of far better-known artists on there, Uh, and anyone who likes instrumental music, post-rock, ambient, and basically pretty melodic guitar-based tunes should dig it. So check it out. That's Anna's Anna's band, New Century Classics. Cool. Morehopeforjapan.com.
0: Very cool. Thanks a lot, Anna. Appreciate that. Thanks for letting us know. Thanks for doing what you do. And thanks for listening for like years. She's been around forever. Yeah, yeah. I guess if you're working on something that you feel like everybody's forgotten and shouldn't have, let us know. And we'll try to help you re-raise awareness too. Yeah. Yeah, send us a a tweet to SYSK Podcast or you can shoot us a Facebook something at facebook.com slash stuffyoushouldknow. And as always, you can get really personal And send us an email, a real live email, to stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com.
1: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. To learn more about the podcast, click on the podcast icon in the upper right corner of our homepage. The HowStuffWorks iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes.